Do you want to learn which habits will make you more successful in life? Do you want to improve yourself? Do you want to grow as a person? If you want to become a better person and be more efficient, you've got to listen to this podcast. We'll tell you what to incorporate into your life. If you're ready to make a change, then let's begin. Well, this book is called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. Well, this book is divided into five parts and, in, and within the five parts, we're going to explain the seven habits that highly effective people have. And well, part one, paradigms and principles from inside out. Generally, people can't have it all. Maybe some people actually do really well, for example, in their jobs and in their professional areas. But as the personal matters, they don't have much time all the like for special occasions or just for any occasion and well stuff like that. Like you're great at something, but something is always like not a hundred percent perfect. And well, your ethics and your character must be part of the basis of your success. With this, I mean your integrity, your effort, like being fair, patient, among other qualities. The perception we have about how things affect us um, changes the way we see the world and what we believe is necessary for our lives. That is the reason why we have to have a fair perception of things. We have to be objective. We can't be subjective. Like, we cannot say, oh, I see this this way and then, well, I do whatever I want. No, you have to be more objective and be a realist. And as for the effort, one has to make the effort and the process will go on. It, you always reap what you sow. And well, if you want results, there will be no shortcut. Now, the power of a paradigm. The seven habits we will explain are pretty basic in the sense that it's nothing revolutionary. It's like a, an elemental principle of human effectivity. A paradigm is very similar to a perception, is how we assimilate and comprehend the world. And basically, if we want a change to occur in our lives, we must change our paradigms. Our paradigms have a great effect on our actions. And there is an interesting phrase that says, the way we see the problem is the problem, not the problem itself. And this phrase is actually very truthful because, for example, our perception of the problem and how we are focused on solving it, like maybe it's not the right way to solve the problem and we're making it a bigger one. Or maybe there is no problem at all and we're just making it up thanks to our perception and our paradigms. And well... The general scenery of the seven habits. Our character is composed by our habits. This is the process that occurs basically psychologically in our minds. We have an idea. From that idea comes an action. From that action, we can create a habit. And from that habit, we can build our character. And our character will determine our destiny. You see how important your paradigms and your perceptions are for you to build your habits and therefore your life? And well, a habit is a combination of desire, capacity, and knowledge. If you want to make a change, you must have a good goal and a very good motivation because you don't want to give up halfway through. And 
we don't have to give up. So we have to look for some balance in our capacities and in what we do and in what we know. If not, the thing will be unbalanced and it will not work out in the long term. Now, part two, private victory. The first habit is being proactive. Being proactive means taking initiative, like being responsible for your actions. It doesn't mean that we take the initiative without any thought to the matter. Every time like we are just impulsed by our by our emotions. No, it does not mean that. It has to be a considerate action. Taking initiative will allow you to pick an action, which can give you power over the circumstances. And we have to shorten the bridge between the stimuli that is given to us and the answer we give to that stimuli. Something that can help us in becoming more proactive is our language. For example, instead of saying things like, I can't do anything, you must say, I will examine the alternatives. Or maybe instead of saying, well, this is the way I am, you can say, I can change my focus. Another excellent way of taking more conscience in our own degree of proactivity consists in examining how we invest our, our time and our energy. We can analyze this this way. For example, we have a circle of preoccupations and a circle of influence. Everything that goes into, like, everything that worries us, that affects us, has power over us. So, We have to change that. We have to analyze what is there and what stuff we actually want in those like areas, those circles. We also have to take into account our decisions and their consequences. Our actions are governed by our principles. And we have control over our, our principles, but we don't always have control on the consequence of making a certain decision. Like, that is what will be. We don't have a complete power over destiny or stuff like that. Sometimes our choices bring consequences that are not convenient. And, well, these are what we call our mistakes. Some mistakes can fill us with regret and sorrow, and that's why... When we make mistakes, we just have to accept them. We have to accept them because we cannot change them. We can only learn from it so that we don't make them again. Now, how do we maintain a habit? We have to compromise. And well, that means keeping that compromise all the way. We have to remind ourselves every day, every hour, if you must, of the goal you are chasing. Do not forget your goal and the price you were willing to, to pay to get it at when you started. So, as we know, some people usually say that a certain action for, like, if you do it concurrently for 21 days becomes a habit, and if you do it for 90 days, it becomes a lifestyle. So, if that works for you, try it out. Now, let's move on to our second habit, which is start with a goal in mind. You have to start with a specific destiny in mind that will help you make the right choices in the right time. And, well, we have to create the situation of accomplishment twice. Once in our minds, like, I've accomplished it. And the second time in real life, when you actually accomplish your goal. 
So we have to make the right choices and you have to make like every decision, every process really well because, well, we have to focus on the process more than anything else because the only way to get to our objective is through the process. And well, we have to be concentrated and motivated. We have to guide ourselves well. We have got to have the necessary knowledge for accomplishing our goals or look for some way to acquire it. And we have to have like self-security, like self-confidence in that in the sense that like we have to feel like we can actually accomplish this because if you don't feel like you can accomplish it, you will only torture yourself. And remember, if you want to accomplish whatever your goal is, you have to have a very strong motivation. It can be like your like principal goal in life, whether it's money, your family, pleasure, whatever. But without your motivation, you're nothing. Now, the third habit, you have to establish first things first. Well, you have to make yourself these questions. First one. What can you do that you are not doing now, but if you did start doing it regularly, would represent a tremendous positive difference in your personal life? Question number two. What could produce similar results in your professional life? Now, this habit is the realization, the actualization, or the natural apparition of the first habit and the second one. It is about the administration of your life and your time. It's about organizing and executing according to priorities. You must give certain order to stuff. You must pick which things are more important to you than others because, let's face it, you cannot do everything simultaneously. One useful way of dividing our activities and obligation is the following way. Number one, important and urgent. Number two, important but not urgent. Number three, not important but urgent. And number four, not important and not urgent. Well, and the ones that fall in number one, you must do them now. The ones that fall in number two, you must plan them and plan them really well. The ones that fall in number three, you must delegate them, like give them to somebody else as a task. And the ones that fall in number four, you must eliminate them and forget about them now because it's not important and not urgent. I don't know why you're doing it. And well, or being organized will always help you in everything. Now, part three is called public victory. The paradigms of interdependence. Interdependence means that every element is connected and each one has a certain power or effect upon the others. For example, the three habits we just saw are like they precede it themselves and to reach a certain objective, like you need all the three of them. So. Now we will see six tips to improve our personal relationships. Tip number one, comprehend the other person. This means try to put yourself on that person's shoes. Number two, pay attention to the little stuff, to the details. Number three, you must always keep your compromises. Number four, you must like establish and tell your expectatives and desires. You must be clear about what you want. Number five, 
you must never let your integrity aside. And number six, you have to be honest. For example, when you're apologizing, it has to be like an, an honest apology. And well, with everything you say, you well, living, up, living on lies is something very, very bad. And well, let's move on. Now, our fourth habit is thinking in win-win. Win-win means that both, both sides of the problem, like both parties of the situation in question, obtain some benefit of the deal. The paradigms that are alternative to this are win-lose, lose-win, lose-lose, win-win-win, or no deal. And well... From all these philosophies, you have to ask yourself which is the best one. And well, the answer is depends. It depends on many things, maybe like which one is the morally right decision, if you're in a hurry, maybe it's some strategy you're planning, and well, many of those things affect that. But obviously the book advises us to have a win-win mentality because it's the first it's the first thing to do. Now our fifth habit procure first to comprehend and later to be comprehended to accomplish this you need to have good principles of empathy with other people you have to comprehend and understand them because that way you will know better what you're dealing with well obviously try not to be very judgy overall at first impressions and everything Always like try to count on something official before you make a decision or judgment before like anything. And well, obviously, if we have if we want them to comprehend us, we have to comprehend them. And well, because every person, every party is important. Now the sixth habit: synergy. Synergy means cooperation. It is a job or an effort to accomplish a determined task that is very complex so that you can achieve success. If we work alone, we must have synergy of our aptitudes, our talents, our capacities, knowledge and habits. If we work in a team, we must have synergy of every individual quality. We must value the differences. We must comprehend that not every person is the same, but their differences are exactly what brings out the most to the problem. For example, their different perspectives can help bring us like different points of view, different ideas of solutions to a problem and stuff like that. That is why diversity is good, because you can identify more things. Now, part four renovation and the seventh habit it is called sharpen your knife well the seventh habit is a personal capacity this is about persevering and realizing that your greatest asset is yourself you must renovate the four dimensions of your nature you must renovate yourself physically spiritually mentally and like socially and emotionally you have to take care of yourself because you have no spare parts like a car or something when we break we, and if we break emotionally overall it is very hard to compose ourselves back again 
Some people never heal from their emotional wounds, and while we have to prevent not to be this way, we have to make ourselves stronger in every possible way so that we don't crumble apart when something bad happens to us. Because you know what? Life stuff and bad stuff happen all the time. We have to be strong and we have to like take like good care of ourselves in these areas. And we cannot leave any area unprotected. We have to protect the four of them. And well, that is the end of the book. It was really short, but it was really good because like it mentions you pretty basic things. We hope you liked it. If you want really short summaries to remember a part of the books that you like, Check out our Instagram. We have like cute pictures with summaries and phrases there so that you can remember the advices we told you. So, see you next week. Hope you liked it. Goodbye.